Welcome to the Rogue Preparedness Podcast. Now, here's your host, founder and CEO of Rogue Preparedness, Morgan. Hey, everyone. Morgan here, and you are listening to the Rogue Preparedness Podcast. So I am loving getting back into the groove of podcasting. I missed it so, so much. I love doing videos and writing and all that, but oh my gosh, there's just something about podcasting. I've just, it's been my deep love of mine for so many years, even before it was super popular. Like the time was in which you had to make your own RSS feed and it was all very complicated back then. But anyway, I digress. I am really excited for today's guest, but I do want to quickly um, direct you guys to my website at ropepreparedness.com to get onto my newsletter with everything going on. I just want to make sure that we're keeping in touch and um, you're getting news and everything. Um, I'll, I'll announce new podcasts and all that stuff. Um, in the newsletter. So please get on that. It is sent once a week on Sunday and I will never spam you. I will never send more emails than that. Um, so definitely get on the newsletter. It's just at roguepreparedness.com. It's just right there at the top. Join that newsletter and uh, I appreciate you. So also you can all find me anywhere else, Instagram, Twitter, whatever. Okay, so let's dive right into this. We have a lot to talk about. Today's guest is Kelly from the Diamond Arrow Group. Welcome. Thanks for having me. (laughs) So we have um, known each other for a good little while now. Um, And I just am always so inspired by you and... I get your newsletters and everything, and I'm always just like, oh, she's just so on point with everything. And I just, I really had to have you on. <laughs> well, so thank, thank you. I'm, if you could see me, I'm blushing right now. Oh. Thank you. That was very kind of you. I, it is funny how I feel like I know you, and really, we were introduced via social media and <laughs> conversations back and forth and sharing you know, and commenting on each other's posts. So it does feel like I know you a lot more than somebody I've connected with only in the virtual space. Yeah, there are some people like I'm super nervous to talk to on the podcast and stuff, but you definitely are not one of them because I just feel like we're just so like on the same wave with things and just, um, you know, like we're just old buds. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that and I think we have that mutual respect for anybody, we really want to help. And so when you, you know, what is it? Isn't it um, Mr. Rogers, look for the helpers. (sighs) So when you find the helpers, you kind of band together to support each other and help because I learn fascinating stuff from you all the time. I think there's definitely a mutual respect and that that we need to spend a whole bunch of time (laughs) applauding each other. But at the same time, I think it's so refreshing to hear good things said about us when a lot of times being out in the space as a female, you can deal with some pretty nastiness just from misunderstandings and uh, kind of the topic we're talking about tonight, the myths that we have to deal with. So, yeah. Um, and there's quite a lot and, uh, it's going to be myths and I think we're probably going to derail. I know I'm already thinking to myself, I'm going to be derailing a little bit, but, uh, yeah, there's, um, there's a whole space out there that, um, you know, women 
probably maybe not even be conscious of that's happening, but these things are. Well, first, before we get into this, I actually want to step back just a second, and I want to get to know you just for a second, and and help us understand like how did you even get here? And you, and you teach, you know, situational awareness and um, you know self defense and protection and stuff like that in in certain senses. So mm-hmm. tell us more about um, you and how you got into this, and 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 what you are here to help us. Sure. Um, I, I basically say I kind of have the, um, what is it? Know of, know of many things and master of a few. However, that very cliched saying goes, I am definitely someone who goes for it though. Um, and has always had kind of that, let's take action and do something. Don't, if you, if you can't find what you're looking for, then create it. Mm-hmm. And that really, in my life, when I would set a goal, I would just go for it. Hey, you know what? I want to move to California. So I did, you know, with me and my best friend, or I'm going to do this. Okay, now I'm doing it. And so as a woman and wanting to do more of those things that didn't necessarily always follow the pack, didn't always follow a traditional route, a lot of times you end up doing things by yourself or solo, which nothing wrong with that. And, or you get surrounded by people. Okay. Well, I'm around a bunch of people I've never met before. And so I need to carry myself and in a way that shows confidence, I need to be approachable. I need to be kind. I need to be curious about others. I need to be able to build rapport, um, so that people want to talk to me, you know, so that I can gain the knowledge that I'm seeking. And that can be said in all avenues and all areas of life. And that was really what I figured out on my own, so to speak. And the tipping point that got me into that situational awareness, self-defense realm was I, I took a focused women's self-defense class. And for any of those listeners that may have heard other interviews, I always say we spent four hours hitting and kicking and doing very physical stuff, which was awesome. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely loved it. At the very end of class, one of the instructors said, hey, you know, we're stretching, cooling down. And they said, but you should avoid a physical confrontation if at all possible. You don't actually want to get into a fight, right? We, we are trying to avoid getting in a physical altercation. So you need to be more situationally aware. And that was kind of how it ended. And they sent us on our way. And I was the one going, wait a minute, what what do you mean? Like situationally aware, I think I'm aware, but what does it mean? And, And that's what really was the seed that got planted in my head. And I started doing my own research. I'm married to law enforcement, so I had good resource right there for me to ask my questions. Um, but even just reaching out on LinkedIn or people in the, the space, I mean, the first book I bought was Gavin DeBecker's Gift of Fear. And I read it and I was blown away because when I went to go and find more books along that same line, there really wasn't. Mm-hmm. There And I was, I was just floored. And when I would talk to people, they said, well, yes, there's training for law enforcement, for the military, but nothing for civilians, especially women. And, and I was like, gosh, I'm pretty sure I see a lot of statistics and a lot of crime where women are attacked 
Mm-hmm. And shouldn't we be helping them? <laughs> you know, shouldn't we be helping try and make them, you know, more confident in their own skills? I'm really big on personal accountability and personal responsibility. And with that, we don't have to think of that as a negative. I think that's empowering to know that you're very, and which goes along with your preparedness, if you're very self-sustained and you can take care of yourself and you can do the things that you want to do and you're willing to try new things knowing, well, it might not be perfect, but I know that I have the resiliency to figure it out or to get through it if I do make a mistake. Um, But in self-defense, we don't always get that second chance if you get into a bad enough assault, a bad enough attack. And so it's it's kind of one of those where this isn't something you play with. This is really important. This is life and death stuff. And violence against women looks differently than violence against men, typically. Um, again, the statistics show us that more than likely the woman is going to know her attacker whether it's an, a, an acquaintance or a coworker or someone she's in a relationship with. So that changes how we set our boundaries. That changes where our boundaries might be. I personally have a lot easier time telling a stranger or being very abrupt and very um, firm, you know, with, hey, this is calling it out, I guess you could say, being mm-hmm. very forward with what I'm comfortable with or what I'm not comfortable with when it's somebody I don't know because I don't care. I'm probably never going to see them again. But when it's a friend of a friend or especially think, you know, in my younger years when you're dating and so you're getting to know your significant other's friends, you know, you're, you don't quite know, well, gosh, I always get the creepy vibes from that guy, but he's in the whole friend circle. So what can I do? I'm new to the group. And, and the people, the criminal mindset or the predator's mindset is different than you and I. So it's weird for us to be like, well, gosh, I would never do that to someone. Well, I can't believe another human being would do that to someone. Well, that's because you're not a predator in that sense. You're not manipulative in that crime criminal, um, criminal's mindset. Mm-hmm. And so I, I I really love psychology and human behavior and um, studying people, you know, people watching. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so I just found it fascinating that the more I dug and researched and then tried to figure out how it correlated to the everyday person's life and how they go about their day in a normal routine, that a lot of the skills that are promoted in personal safety, self-defense are the same skills that we use to be successful in business, are the same skills we use to be successful in, let's say, a sales job or have a successful relationship, whether that's with, you know, a male or a female, friendship or a partner. It's important to have really good communication, to set and maintain healthy boundaries and know how to enforce them. So to me, it was kind of a deep dive of geeking out. I love to read. So I have a plethora of books that I've read. And to the point where some days when I say 
I'm saying something, I'm like, gosh, if I read that somewhere, I feel bad because I have no idea and I can't give credit to the original author because I've read so many books that it got jumbled in my head. And what I've heard from so many people is it's nobody's really reinventing the wheel. We're just putting our different perspective on it. Right. And so I look at it as I'm bringing the perspective of that everyday woman who has zero martial arts experience, you know, who, right. yes, I like to work out, but COVID definitely impacted my workout routine. So <laughs> what does that mean? You know, and I can have empathy for people who maybe, you know, one of the myths of like, well, I have to be super fit to fight back. I've got to be a boxer because it's going to be yes. how many rounds I can go. No. You don't want to see how many rounds you can go with your attacker. You want to cause as much damage as quickly as possible and then get the hell out of there. Right. So, you know, there's things that we as women, it's like, oh, it doesn't have to be this choreographed fight. It's not a Hollywood scene. Um, as much as I would love to be Charlize Theron and like the old guard, you know, it's, it's, it's probably going to be, if I'd ever be attacked and there was CCTV footage afterwards, it'd probably be pretty ugly because it would just be everything and me some blood curdling scream at them and causing massive amounts of damage and then running away, you know, so it wouldn't be anything like cool. If you look at attacks on all those CCTVs, you know, male, female, whatever, it, they are all just jumbled and crazy. But, right. you know, I mean, that's how real attacks are. Like, they are just insane and wild, and you're using whatever you can to to get away from this attacker. I mean, that's just what it is. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, and, that, and two, when there's not somebody who looks like us out there talking about it, then it... it doesn't make it comfortable to, to ask. Mm-hmm. And I guess reversing that when we see somebody out there who it looks like us talking about it, it's a lot more like, okay, well, maybe it's not so weird that I have this question. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is insane the amount of times because the Diamond Arrow group, it's a very vague, it really doesn't tell you what, well, what are you, a jeweler? Right. <laughs> you know, what right. Do you do? And then when I explain, well, uh, you know, an arrow through a diamond signifies confidence moving forward, courage moving forward. I teach situational awareness to the average everyday person, specifically geared towards women. Every woman goes, oh my gosh, that's fascinating. And then they tell stories. Uh This one time this happened to me. And so it's, it's really kind of been unique in this last year of being in the pandemic and not being able to get out as much because I'm very conscious of the fact that we don't need extra Zoom meetings. We don't want more virtual. We really just miss being around people that we're not related to. Um, And so how can I get out in front and talk to people? So an opportunity like to come on your show is great because it's, it's talking, it's a conversation. It's not me staring at a PowerPoint slide and hoping everybody else on the other end of the camera is actually there (laughs) and and engaging and enjoying themselves versus, you know, doing whatever other work that they're supposed to do. Right. It's, um, I remember very specifically, I read all of your newsletters, but very specifically, you had asked a question um, to your subscribers saying, um, like, 
I think the question was, oh, I actually don't remember. I just remember your answer because it hit me so hard. It was, um, I had said something about situational awareness and you went back with saying, saying, um, yeah, I've gotten a lot of responses from women who, um, don't even, who don't know why they need situational awareness to begin with. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, I think the question was like, you know, um, you know, why is situational important or why aren't you, um, like prioritizing situational awareness or something like that. And the response, your a majority response that you got was, um, yeah, it was that women don't think that it's important. And I was just blown away by that response. And that perspective, you know, you and me talking or, you know, the people who follow you, the follow me, whoever, we're gaining those different perspectives so that we can better help, you know, you, me, everybody. Mm -hmm. And when you said that, I was like, oh my goodness, like I just, like I never had a term for situational awareness. Mm -hmm. I, d I never knew, like my mom, she told me certain things to do, you know, as a woman, not to be a hard target, you know, to stand up straight, to walk strong and, you know, to, mm -hmm. she told me these things and, um, you know, how to be safe as a, as a woman. And I've carried those things through my life, but it never, um, occurred to me that it was, you know, like a situational awareness sorts of, those sort of thing until much later. Right. And, and I think that's, that's very true. Sorry to interrupt. I, mm -hmm. I want to point out there are women who are like, well, I, I haven't had any issues, knock on wood, right. you know, they've been fortunate. And so because they've done it subconsciously, or they didn't put the two and two together, connect the dots, then they don't, well, why do I need it? Or right. is it a thing? And that I think is the fascinating piece that I love to pull out is a lot of times we, we go, oh, well, I just do this. It's like a life hack. Well, yeah, yeah. I always do that. And then when you break it down and say, well, why and right. what? It's kind of like intuition. Why did that? Why did you get a bad feeling? Why did you get, Ooh. you know, the creeps? And then right. you have to think backwards. Well, because I smelled, heard, saw something. And then you're like, oh, okay, all of these different input variables, I guess you could say. And so yeah. when we break it down, then people go, oh, and suddenly they can, it, it speeds up the process or it makes exactly. it. Exactly. And exactly what you're saying. As soon as I figured out that it was an actual thing, <laughs> I could expand on my already built foundation, you know, or, you know, I mean, and that's all it was. It was just a little bit of a foundation that my mom, you know, instilled in me, which was great. But, you know, once I started learning those pieces and the reasons and the whys, I mean, it's just, it's such a huge eye opener um, for your own to understand your own personal safety and what you need to do to continue, uh, you know, being safe. And especially, um, now with, uh, phones and so many, just so many distractions. Um, it's just like, I feel like just 10 times worse. And, right. um, yeah. And I, I think especially with social media and Instagram and stuff, I, I, I unfortunately see just, a lot of um, women putting themselves in situations out in public, you know, to post a photo or to do a video or something that um, might put themselves at, at risk. But, you know, <laughs> right. how are you supposed to like bring something like that up? It's like, 
uh, you know. Excuse me. Um, sorry to bother you, but that's not <laughs> the smartest thing. And and I agree because a lot of people. In fact, I was just having this conversation a couple of days ago. Oh gosh, no earlier. I don't know. Sometimes the days blend together. <laughs> but it was talking about how people, depending on their childhood and how they were raised, get very defensive. So if you try and offer a suggestion or a correction or point something out that they didn't do the, you know, the right. smartest, you know, made the smartest decision because part of growth and learning is screwing up and making mistakes. Right. But depending on how that was treated growing up, can really impact as an adult how you handle constructive criticism. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing for me that I recognize is I, I'm like, no, 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 just tell it to me straight. Like there's <laughs> nothing worse than sugarcoating. Like I may get upset, but that's me having a response yeah. and I'll, I'll, I'll handle it. But don't, don't tell me like it, it's, it's the thing of if there's broccoli in my teeth, tell me. Yeah. Don't. Don't just do that little, like, little rub your teeth thing. Like, tell me. <laughs> right? That or like pretend you don't see it and hope someone else tells me. Why that, do people you know? do this? Why? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you. Tell it to me straight. <laughs> but yeah, it's hard these days. <laughs> it is. It definitely. And going back to since we're so separated and virtual. I mean, it that add on that not having face-to-face -face honest conversations adds a whole nother layer to passive aggressiveness and right. sarcasm that you lose an in inflection. So right. <laughs> makes it interesting. Yeah, for sure. So what, um, what other, well, what other, I feel like we've been talking about some myths, but what, what, um, myths kind of stand out to you that you've seen, um, in the situational awareness world or self-defense world? Mm -hmm. Like one that I thought was just really interesting that you brought up was the whole, you have to be strong to be quite honest with you. When I was young, I thought that same thing. And I actually took martial arts when I was a teenager. So I knew you didn't have to be strong, but it was that like ingrained, like I'm just this, you know, weak person. And, you know, I, I try to be stronger and I try to do things, you know, but, uh, you know, I, it's just always, it's, I don't know, maybe it's just like ingrained in women in general. I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, oh. you know, that's definitely how I have felt uh, absolutely in the past. And I know that a lot of women, a lot of women <laughs> feel that way. Like, who cares if I take Krav Maga or, or, you know, take a martial art or who cares if I'm don't do anything, you know, I'm, I'm just, you know, whatever something happens, it happens and I'll just deal with it. Right. And, you know, we could go down the different ways to get through an attack because there's different ways and endure is one, but it's one that we don't want to necessarily promote. It's no. like, let's fight back. You're worthy. But I guess I've seen, you know, women who never played, were, was ne were never an athlete, let's just say in their younger years, they ha did not, they were not a sports type person. And so they they never thought they had power or mm -hmm. strength. Um, and then also the ladies who are older 
You know, they, they feel like, well, now my muscles have atrophied. Like I don't have as much strength. Maybe I have a little osteoporosis I'm dealing with, whatever the case may be. And so even just giving them something that says, okay, well, let's work with your body. You know, how can we work with your body and, and help you create the structure? You know, it's not all muscle. Sometimes structure is the best way. And again, teaching them, you don't have to go how many rounds with an attacker. You can do cause some pretty good damage doing this, whatever, you know, and I'm, I'm holding back from saying anything specific so that people don't jump down my throat and like, why would you ever suggest that? Well, because it always depends on the person yeah. where their strengths are. But that, that to me is a huge myth is that I I couldn't defend myself. Like I, I just, I'm too weak or I'm too old or I'm too young or whatever the two is. And it's like, no, no, everybody can. I don't know that little five-year-old girl who gets mad and kicks somebody in the shin. She doesn't think about her strength or her size when she's doing that. She just right. does it if she's mad. And you know what? Anytime you get kicked in the shin or hit your shin, it hurts bad. <laughs> So mm -hmm. keeping that in mind. And again, you kind of, I bring in the humor and I feel like I see that in your posts and your newsletter and your things too, where you have the sarcasm because it's like, let's just be real. Like, okay, yeah. let's, let's, this is the way it is. And Hey, reality check or oop, that didn't work. Um, right. But that's kind of what I love uh, about, like, I wish I would have gotten into martial arts when I was, younger. I wish that would have been a thing. Um, but I love the playing of that physical self-defense and the, the trainings that I've been able to take now. I really love the opportunity to try be like, okay, this person is, you know, twice my weight and, you know, a foot taller than me. What am I going to do? Right. And then you get to play in a safe environment and say, oh, well, this works, you know, like pulling on their ear hurts anybody. Right. Ears rip off really fast, you know, and, or slapping open-handed on the ear can really disorient somebody's balance. So then you go, oh, okay. I got that. I can do that. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's exactly, um, it. Like sometimes we have to use things to our advantage and a lot of people, you know, um, like kick to the groin and stuff like that. Like that's a cheap shot. It is not a cheap shot. I'm just saying like it hurts for women too. Okay. Yes. So, <laughs> um, you know, whatever you can do. I mean, if this person, let's put this in a perspective. If somebody is attacking you, are you just going to let them or are you going to do whatever you have to? They've come into your personal space. They have decided to do something against your will and and you're giving them mercy you're just right. not going to you know kick them in the shins or you're not going to you know kick them in the groin because you want them to continue doing this bad thing to you i mean that's kind of the conclusion that you have to draw it when people have more sympathy for somebody attacking them it frustrates me if you can't tell, <laughs> but, um, I, I hear these all too much. And especially with women, women, I think have been, um, like programmed by society to just 
be nice and kind and which is fine. Everybody should be nice to everybody until you're until they prove otherwise. Right. And um, you know, we live in a society. So yes, we should all be nice and kind to each other. But um women get it in which it's like, you know, if you say any nasty thing or, you know, somebody's perceiving it nastier, if you say anything out of line, you know, that they perceive as out of line, or if you're, you know, snippy or rude or bossy, quote unquote, or if you're any of these things, you know, you're, you're just a, a B word or you're, you know, this, that, or the other. And, um, you know, like women aren't supposed to be tough. Women aren't supposed, you know, women are just supposed to be nice, do what they're told. You know, if, if a stranger comes up to you and says, you know, give me your, uh, you know, give me your wallet and then, you know, get in my back seat and you're just supposed to do it. I actually heard a story. I may have heard this from you, to be quite honest. I don't know where I hear my stories. Okay. Hey, I get it. <laughs> um, but, uh, of a woman who got, um, who was actually kidnapped by her own free will, essentially, because she got into a car. Like the guys, like they got, she didn't really know him, but she was walking along the street and she, um, they said, hey, just kind of get in the car, get in the car. And, and her intuition told her, no, I should not do this. But because of how, the the perception and how society has told how women should be and act when somebody does asks you to do something or when somebody's offering you something nice or whatever you're just supposed to take it mm -hmm. and so when these people offered her a ride you know her instinct told her no but society and in, in her head is going well i should just you know accept their kindness you know whatever and she got in the car and she was um assaulted uh so um, no, you know, we, we have to pay way more attention to our intuition and we actually have to stand up for ourselves way more. Not all the time. This is not like a 24 hour thing. And I think that's also what confuses a lot of women. Like they're like, I have to be, you know, tough and a B and a B word all the time. I, <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> okay. Right. We still live in a society. We could still be nice and happy and friendly with everybody, you know, but you also have to be stern. If something gets out of line or if something feels wrong, you say, nope, I'm leaving or nope, I don't feel right about this. And you will do whatever action you have to do in order to get away. Who cares if other people think you're crazy? And I think that's another aspect of it. You know, well, society, my friends, my friends and my family are going to think I'm crazy for, you know, saying no to this or whatever. Mm -hmm. Who cares what they think? They are not living your life. <laughs> and, and, you know, to be completely honest, it's like, as you were talking, I was thinking about and, or it depends because what if that person is somebody that professes their love for you, you know, abusive right. relationships is that's really hard to fight back because you can kind of go into a shock saying, wait a minute, what just happened? And it right. usually is a progression and therefore you don't see it. It's, you know, you don't see it escalating as easily because you're so close to it. And it happens over such a time that pretty soon it becomes your normal living. Right. And so that where too, where when we 
when we hear stories without knowing a lot of the backstory or the relationship dynamic, it gets easy for us to say, well, why didn't she just do this? You know, society judges or shames her for why did she stay? Why didn't she leave? Instead of having that conversation and say, okay, hold up. What help me understand what was going on in your mind. Help me understand because that's too how we're really going to make a difference is talking and asking questions, you know, to your point of when people say, well, I don't want to seem rude and I, and I want to be kind to people. And I'm like, you, oh, my, my big thing is be bold, be curious, be kind and be kind of, you know, setting boundaries and forcing your boundaries is being kind to yourself. Yeah. It's actually, and you know, I personally over the last year with this pandemic, I really had to focus on what do I need to survive? Because the first few weeks and months of the shutdown, it was put me, my knees on the back burner because I had to take care of home, you know, distance learning with my two boys. And then my husband's job got very intense. And Mm -hmm. then we had family sickness. And so it was nothing about my boundaries and needs. And then what I just became a mental case, basket case in the sense of I felt like I was all over the place and I was not setting boundaries. And then I was getting mad at my husband for things that, you know, it's like when you dream dream something in, in that your husband did at night and then you wake up and you're mad at them and they're like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Dreamt that. Yes, you do. You were there. (laughs) Exactly. You, I saw you in my dream. I mean, that's how I felt as I was just going, I was, my mental health was toast. And so then I really had to step back and say, okay, I need a break. I got to figure this out because me not being kind to myself is making me not kind to everyone else, (laughs) you know? Um, and that, but if we don't talk about that again, and I, and I feel like the conversation is coming up a lot right now, which is great. Like, Hey, let's talk about mental health and let's talk about how people are feeling right now and try and extend grace to yourself and others because you don't know what they're dealing with. But, um, again, that's where the self-defense myth is we focus so much because it's easier on the stranger attack the attack from someone that we have no idea who they are or it's yeah, because I think unexpected. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I think mm-hmm. I'm perpetuating that when I just, when, as I talk, I actually talk from the perspective of strangers a lot <laughs> and, it's, it's and uh, I think I perpetuate that. But that's, that's, that's normal. Like we're, we're learning, we're growing right now. I, I, in the industry and self-defense. So that's okay to me to say, it, it's kind of like situational awareness. When it, there's no such thing as perfect situational awareness. When you yeah. realize you're starting to get distracted, when you're starting to daydream, when you're veering off course or starting to get, you know, laissez-faire with your habits of safety, okay, just reel it back in. Right. You know, nobody's perfect. Let's just bring it back in, refocus. And that's too, it's like the more we can talk about it, the more that people go, okay, I don't have to be perfect at this tomorrow. Right. You know, in fact, I tell people when you leave class, you're probably going to feel a little bit paranoid. <laughs> like you're going to be looking at everything in every dark corner and you're going. So don't 
like, don't get worked up about that and don't feel worried that you're not doing enough or doing it right. Just keep practicing. Start with that little daily habit. You know, I joke, I'm like, it took me forever to remember to lock my doors again. And then finally I got tired of it and I went and looked up the owner's manual and figured out how to change that setting in my car. <laughs> but, oh, you know, wow. like, okay, that's a little thing that I struggled with until I just focused and said, okay, this is what I'm going to focus on now until I get it mastered. And then I'll move on to the next thing. I got to imagine yeah, I, that's a lot with you with prepping. I have to I was imagine. just about to say that. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, it's exactly what I tell everybody. Like, I mean, you know, there's a lot of overwhelm just in general. And, you know, what am I supposed to be doing right now? You know, what, sh- should I be Should I be prepping this? Should I be doing this? Should I? <laughs> and it's like, just chill, okay? Just one step at a time because that's all you can do. There's, there's nothing you... You can't control things out of your control. And the only, <laughs> right. thing you can, the only thing you can do is control things that you can control, which is, you know, based on your situation, based on your budget, based on your time, based on your willingness, based on so many things. And, um, you know, this is especially true when I talk about like family preparedness and stuff. People are very, very anxious when they start thinking about their children and things. You know, how do I prepare my child? You know, how do I, Mm -hmm. you know, how do I do this? And I, you know, I'm, I'm always happy to help. And, you know, I want to because I, I've definitely had those moments. And I think as a parent in general, you always have those moments of like, what do I do? You know, like, because (laughs) raising children is not easy. (laughs) And uh, so, you know, you add some other mixes of situational awareness or preparedness into that. And you can definitely feel that stress and that anxiety of, well, I'm supposed to be, you know, this ultimate protector and this ultimate, you know, badass or whatever. And and you're just, you're just doing your best. That's Mm -hmm. all there is. Mm -hmm. And, um, and you're human. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you brought up a good point. Um, another myth I hear is women will come up to me because they have teenage daughters and they'll say, I need to have my daughter take your class. As soon as you're doing live trainings again, come mm-hmm. to a class for the dance team, the Girl Scout group troop or whatever it may be. And then I say, yes, and you should take that too. And they laugh and they're like, nobody's going to, you know, sexually assault me. I'm too old. Nobody, my purse is empty because I have kids. I don't have anyone. They assume. And and so it's that, nope, that doesn't necessarily matter. There isn't, you are, everyone is on someone's list. Everyone is somebody's target in the sense of some predators like blonde, some predators like brunette, some predators like people with, you know, blue eyes, some people, so you are somebody's target and they, it doesn't matter to, because they are not thinking clearly. They're not of the same mindset as you. You are strictly the opportunity. So you may know that you don't have any money in your purse, but they don't know that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's another myth is Ugh, it won't happen to me. I'm more worried about somebody else. Oh yeah. It's like I, I I appreciate your concern because again, as caretakers, that's very natural. And these are also skills that you too should learn because someday 
you could be in a situation where you're like, ah, I know something's wrong, but I don't know what to do because you never thought it would happen to you. Yeah. And they can help each other. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, the, you know, the more people in your family or in your life or whatever that, you know, have the same knowledge, y'all can help each other. I mean, that's, that's just huge. If y'all are on the same page about something, then, you know, you, you can go to each other and talk to each other about these concerns or frustrations or whatever is happening or a success story. You know, oh, I, I uh, avoided an accident because I wasn't texting and driving or whatever, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it sounds ridiculous, but I mean, these are huge milestones that, that, you can happily share with people because they're, they know what you're going through. They know. Right. So. Yeah. And um, and we all love that. You know, I always thought it was silly to do this. You know, I had a case of a mom and daughter where the mom was constantly on her to make sure her doors were locked in her vehicle. And the daughter 17 always kind of did the eye roll. Mom, it's fine. Mom, it's fine. And then the daughter found herself in a drive-thru and somebody was trying, somebody walked up and tried to get into the passenger side of her vehicle. But because she always kept her doors locked, even though she made fun of her mom, she, so it was that kind of light bulb moment for her, like, oh my goodness, because she was in the drive-thru. And that particular fast food chain, the drive that you couldn't get out of the drive-thru. It was right alongside a road. I mean, you could, you could do the Dukes of Hazard and jump the curb and be fine, but there was a car in front of her and a car behind her. So she was literally stuck. And then the driver sides up against the went the building. So it would have been hard to get out of the car too. Right. So it was a very aha moment to her of, oh, okay. That worked. Right. Yeah, sometimes thing. just putting things into perspective for people. You know, I, I love to ask what if questions, you know, to people. Mm-hmm. Well, um, you know, like that perfect example, you know, if you know that somebody, maybe they go through a drive through a lot or whatever, you know, well, what if, you know, this happens or this happens, you know, so, uh, teenager will probably still go whatever it's never gonna happen (laughs) but but maybe they'll think about it later you know when they're in a drive-thru you know maybe it'll just pop in their head you never know and um you know and it doesn't hurt to have that conversation as as much as other people just go whatever it's never gonna happen teenager or adult or whoever um (laughs) you know having that just little bit of uh you know, blip on their screen. And um, I actually have a friend and she used to think that prepping was pretty wild. And, um, <laughs> and all of a sudden so crazy, it was like, Morgan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and one day something happened and she was like, suddenly asking me questions and things like this. And I was like, what's going on? And I, I was like asking, I was, uh, answering all her questions. I was very, you know, I didn't pry too much, but I was all like, you know, what's, um, what's the change here? And she's just like, Oh, you know, I, um, there was a little natural disaster and I didn't, I was unprepared and I just figured, you know, I could be a little better prepared. And I was like, Oh, well, that's just wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> well, and can I say, like, how hard was it for you not to gloat when toilet paper was shortage? I mean, that was the epitome of, like, 
K people. Like, or I, uh, I, I wanted to do, I wanted to like get on the table and start like dancing, but no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's really hard. Like actually I've had a lot of people during this pandemic be like, how uh, snooty are you right now? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and and I can respond for you. Um, she is not snooty at all, folks. So <laughs> yeah. take, take that and just you know push it, push that thought away because it's not Morgan. I talked about earlier. Some people get defensive if they get that constructive criticism because they don't they they internally think, oh, I'm a horrible person because I didn't do it perfectly the first time. Right. And on the same token, if you make someone feel stupid for asking a question or for saying, okay, I don't get that, right. then they're never going to want to ask you a question again. And there's so many, probably in both of our worlds, terms or verbiage that to us, we're like, oh, yep, I know exactly what you're talking about. And then the person who is completely outside of the world's or out of the realm, it, wh- what do you mean? Wh- what do you mean? Because we say it so fast, you know, acronyms or certain t- terms, like I said, that we're like, oh, well, this da 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 da. And people are like, wait, wait, I, I don't get it. And you're like, what? <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, there's a lot of people, I use this a lot to talk to people because Shit's Creek got so big and so many people watched it. But I'm like, it's mm-hmm. folding in the cheese. There's an, I don't know if you've seen that <laughs> yeah. meme or video clip, but it's, yeah. okay, fold in the cheese. Okay, well, how do I fold in the cheese? Well, I don't have to tell you. You got to fold. And it's that to me is <laughs> the perfect when we assume that, you know, we make assumptions and they're like, oh, okay, well, that's what it means. And then we try and teach others. And when they ask questions, suddenly we realize we have no clue. Or yeah. they they don't get it, but don't want to ask because they're embarrassed. So right. my biggest thing is, yeah, sometimes I feel like I put my foot in my mouth, but uh, <laughs> at least somebody else listening maybe had the same question and is really thankful I asked. Right. Yeah. That's actually another phenomenon with humans. Um, it always takes one other person to do it. And sometimes you have to be that other person <laughs> because otherwise it ain't ever going to be done or asked. <laughs> right. Um, so cool. Just don't yeah. be afraid of looking like a fool because somebody's got to do it. We all started at ground zero of knowledge and had to grow it. Uh, and it, it does get because we get into the repetition as we learn more and increase our knowledge that we feel like, okay, well, I'm at the 401 level class. And so you forget all the little nuances in the 101 entry class that, oh yeah, I need to still point those things out mm-hmm. because you're, this is the first time you're asking a question. This is the first time you're interacting with me in class or online. Mm-hmm. And I always think of it as like we, you know, I joked about, you know, jack of all trades, master of none, but <laughs> you know, there's something that, you know, that I have no clue about, which there's a lot of that because I've been following your page for a long time. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh my goodness. I never knew that. And there's things that, you know, I know random pieces of knowledge that you might not know. And so if we come at it with that be curious mantra of mine, of others, we can learn more because there's no way we all have the same 24 hours in a day. And Mm -hmm. so we all 
can only have so much space to learn something new. And I think that is a big challenge for women too, is they look and they find people they look up to and admire. And I wish I knew how to be a better prepper. I wish I knew how to be more situationally aware, how to defend myself or how to be a badass. <laughs> and then it feels so daunting. Yeah. Like, you know, they see and they're like, oh my gosh, look at Morgan built a greenhouse in the middle of a desert. <laughs> you know, like I can't even keep cactuses alive in my house. You know, cactus are pretty tough, actually. So I don't blame you, but okay, go ahead. <laughs> that's the kind of thing is because we're we're trying to be helpful. We don't intend, you know, we don't want to come across as snooty or know-it-alls. We're trying to share all this information because we love it and we're geeking mm -hmm. out. And we're like, oh my goodness, and what about this? And what about this? And then that person gets cognitive overload, and they're like, wait, what? You lost me at, you know. I should be smelling things more, you know, like I should be listening more. And, and so that's that real, that's why I enjoy questions and I try and encourage people to ask or to challenge. Like, I don't know if I agree with that. I know there was some post I did about eye contact. Oh, I shared that women's self-defense out of Australia, the eye contact thing. And the guy was like, yeah, make eye contact. It's, you know, that's, it's being nice. And I said, actually, just as another perspective, when I was single and out with my girlfriends, I purposely avoided eye contact because I didn't want it to seem as an invite for conversation. Right. And he was like, oh, I, you know, thanks for that perspective. I could see that. And so to me, it's like, yeah, if we're not asking questions, if we're not challenging, well, I don't know if I see that the same way and having those conversations, then we're never going to be able to really have an impact on someone because if right. they just think, well, I'm dumb and they're, you know, the fish in climbing a tree, you know, to use another analogy, if like they keep thinking that they're supposed to be able to climb a tree, then they're never going to realize what a great swimmer they were. So <laughs> nice. I, I love these type of conversations because I do, I'm like, people don't be afraid to ask me questions or don't be afraid to be like, I totally disagree with you, Kelly, <laughs> you know, right. Um, no. And I don't understand how you can see it that way. And I get it. Like if your first enact, um, reaction to something I say is emotional, like you're upset at something I said, I will, you be upset. That's your right. And don't walk away then. Let's have the conversation and say, okay, let's talk about this now. Yes, so. that's another human phenomenon. It's a, it's the brain trying to protect you from things that that you, uh, I can't remember the exact terms, but it's your it's your brain essentially trying to protect you from, um, getting out of those preconceived notions that you grew up with and things like that. And so new ideas are very scary, and they yeah. are they're very scary to the brain. And it's like no 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 this this is not what I know. What is this? What are you trying to do to me? And so you, it's very it can be very very hard to get out of it for some people, and some people are very unaware of it and. Uh, they never get out of it. And so um, if you can realize that you're having an emotional reaction to something, later on when you're done having the emotional reaction to it, stop and pause and ask why you had such a, an emotional reaction to that. Yes. And um, you, and if you don't have an answer, find one. <laughs> yes. Well, and keep, keep 
I don't want to say digging because sometimes we don't want to dig into more hurt, but right. keep keep that there and keep looking at it and reviewing it. Um, and not in like a negative way. I, yeah. you know, and I know that we're getting close to the end here, but one quick story and, you know, self-promotion. I wrote that book because I was at the point where I could no longer control anything else. Mm-hmm. I was losing my marbles again because I wanted to be able to feel productive and to do something in it. And it felt like to me, that I was trying to control things that were out of my control. So I was like, okay, I need to find something. Wrote the book. Well, in that writing and with some of the training I did this over the summer, there was a lot of self-reflection I did that was very uncomfortable. That made me go, wow, I thought I was really good about this. And I'm having such an emotional response right now. This is shocking. Where is this coming from? And so it's, it's not fun necessarily. It's not always the most enjoyable experience, but now I can look at it and say, okay, I learned a lot about myself and why did I, why was that such a sensitive subject for me? Why did that hit so deep? And then that's when I could find the answers. And again, personal responsibility, I could figure out how to fix it or to make it better or find better ways to deal with it and kind of work through the roadblock, maybe, would you say, or the obstacle in my head to get better. So. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, it is. It's really hard. It's hard to have that self-awareness. I think that pretty much a lot of this boils down to that self-awareness though, you know, to, Mm -hmm. um, you know, well, how well prepared am I? How uh, much situational awareness do I have? You know, um, how do I act around these people? Um, you know, what perception am I giving off to others? What, um, you know, it's this self-awareness that can really actually help us kind of boil down to, you know, starting to take action with this stuff. Because, you know, once we can um, come to an actualization and a realization of this, you know, of our flaws or successes or whatever, we can really move forward. And, you know, it's, it's tough. It sucks. I don't want to recognize myself. <laughs> I don't, uh, then, you know, it's not all great, but, you know, um, was, you know, uh, coming to terms with a lot of these things has actually really helped me move forward in life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, with such emotional awareness and, you know, relationships and, and, um, preparedness and everything. And this has gotten really deep and psychological. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's that's where we I think a lot of situational awareness and like you said self-awareness it's really about ourselves and what we can control that and we can make changes in ourselves and change our mindset. If you have that preparedness mindset that resiliency mindset that you will overcome and that you can figure things out and you are worth fighting for, that's, that's going to make you that much more successful. You know, having, being able to go there mentally in that mindset is so much the part of the battle that if you can get that taken care of, you're halfway there. Yeah, for sure. Well, I absolutely 
enjoyed this conversation. And I, I'm pretty sure we didn't talk about everything we were going to, but <laughs> gosh, this was, this was just fabulous. Thank you so much for being on. Oh, thanks for having me. It was, it went by really fast. It did. <laughs> we might have to have a repeat and be like, okay, this came up. We need to talk about this and have a conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd love <laughs> to have you on again, but I really want um, you to tell everybody what's going on with you. And I'm honestly really excited about your book. I cannot stand it. And um, I need like a first signed copy or oh, something. Yes. <laughs> of course. Yes, definitely. Um, no, you you know, the diamondarrowgroup.com is the website. Really, I'm most active on Instagram and Facebook. So and that's at the Diamond Arrow Group. Um, like I said, with everything going on, I've definitely slowed down the pace of which I'm trying to figure out what to do next because I'm still kind of in this holding pattern. So again, mm -hmm. I was like, well, I can write the book. And I can get that out. And that's my way to reach individuals that we can't do in-person trainings right now. Or, you know, I just want to reach. I want to get them out. So I started the edits on that today. And it's that was fun just going back and reading some of the things. I'm like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe I, I went off on a tangent there. Okay, reel that one in. But um, I'm super excited. Thank you so much for for being excited too with me. That's great. And definitely you will be getting one of the first, if not pre-published copies, because I'm going to want your feedback. So Whoa. I'm so excited. <laughs> really, really excited. Um, I love when people share their knowledge through books and then I can share it and get that knowledge out more. I'm so excited. So, so excited. So um, please, everyone go to the diamondarrowgroup.com, but she is also very, very active on Instagram. So many good tips and sh shares just everything. I'm always just like, uh, you know, I just love everything you put out. So uh, please go um, subscribe to her. Well, subscribe, follow, like, whatever. <laughs> right, depending on which platform. Yes. yes. All of you up, and uh, again, thank you so much. Is there anything else you wanted to to let us know you got going on or to, to head over, or do something? <laughs> <laughs> you know, really, if, if the, the likes, the follows, the feedback, make comments. Go on the page, ask questions. That's the kind of stuff that propels us forward and helps both Morgan and I know what we need to cover more of and mm -hmm. what we need to talk about so that we can, because if you have a question, I'm guaranteeing somebody else does has the same question. So thousand percent. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Again, head to the diamond arrow group.com and uh, follow her on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you again so much for coming on and thank you all so much for listening. I really do appreciate you. Please uh, also head to my website while you're heading to the Diamond Arrow Group uh, at uh, roguepreparedness.com and links are in the show notes, the show description, whatever's going on here at the podcast. And uh, Thank you all so much again for listening. Conquer tomorrow by preparing today. I will talk to y'all later. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Rogue Preparedness Podcast. Ask questions, never stop learning, and stay prepared. Conquer tomorrow by preparing today. See you next week.